The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX FM 93.1, where yours truly, Neville James. Beautiful day in paradise, man, breezy. Mid-70s weather with the breeze and the showers. Grown green. I'm going to coin that phrase, grown green. Um, which is... Somewhat unusual, you know, because normally this time of year I'm um, a bit dry when we get in this breeze, but we're getting that 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 precipitation. Keep the keep the growing nice. So hopefully this year is a non-drought year um, in the Virgin Islands, and uh, you know we got a fair coming up in another sixteen days. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday, uh, no, it'll be more than that. We said 14, not like 18 days. Okay, right? Um, because um, today's the 31st. And we got four more days till Saturday. And then you add two weeks, yeah, 18. Yeah, so 18, 19, and 28. That's a Saturday, Sunday. Monday for uh, the President's Day weekend. We're supposed to have uh, the Commissioner of Agriculture, uh, Commissioner Positive Nelson, joining us uh, tomorrow. So looking forward to getting a preview of that. We're going to also reminisce a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, um, that uh, property tax uh, debate and window that we had uh, back in uh, 2008. We're um, are we gonna, gonna touch on that not today? One again, a little bush tea talk with uh, my good friend Dwayne Henry. Um, because yesterday, you know, we had the discussion on the table talk about um, options for um, a redevelopment of Canilby over there in St. John, and uh, back in uh, 2008, um. There was a no property tax bill that was brought before the 27th legislature. And at the time, um, I was a minority member. We had five of us. And the bill was so controversial that uh, when we voted on it the first time, because we had a committee the whole hearing, um, it died seven years, seven years, one abstain. The one abstain actually killed it. And that was uh, Basil Atley. And 
then uh, Governor De Young uh, called us back into um, special session because apparently um, when we when we voted for the budget for the fis- for fiscal year two thousand eight, um, included in the budget was an increase in property taxes that took it from around fifty million to in the sixty million dollar area. So they had already budgeted in not only the collections, the increase, which was a 20% increase, but also collecting back years because there was a lawsuit that had um, forbid the government of the Virgin Islands for sending out tax bills because at the time we were at a 98 uh, tax level formula. And uh, so they were looking at collecting two years of property taxes. That was a big political issue. And then what happened was um, the the governor called us back into special session like a couple of weeks later. And um, it, it passed on a 10 to 4, one, one absent vote. And it just so happens that the four senators who voted against it were from St. Croix. It was um, Senator Nelson at the time, um, Senator Russell, Senator Figueroa, Seville, and myself. And um, the last senator was absent, um, Senator Wesselhoff. And uh, what was interesting there um, was that the increase, the $10 million increase, for the most part, the people of St. John would have borne the brunt of that increase. The the the, the way the the new formula plus the valuations of property had worked out. St. Thomas would have been with the new changes, St. Thomas would have been relatively flat. And St. Croix might have actually seen a decrease. And here you had four senators from St. Croix who um, stood up and said, no, this is unfair. Even if our constituents on St. Croix were going to benefit from it, how could you, um, you know, put all this burden on the, the people of St. John? So, you know, I've, I've had a history of of being sensitive to the needs of St. John, along with other senators, like uh, then-Senator Nelson and Senator Figueroa-Seville, um, Senator uh, Russell. So what had happened, right, was in the interim between when we had, when the when the first piece of legislation was voted on and failed with the 771 vote, um, they claimed they allow us to put in some amendments. But I knew it was blaming. You check? B-L-A-A-M-Y. Blah. Blah me. Not, not blah me. Not two M's. It's two A's. Right? Why blah me? Why sham? Because you put in the amendments and they made sure they had some appropriation amendments in it so that when they get to the governor's desk, he had the ability to line item. Now, of course, you know, the great Celestino White and the Democratic colleague, I mean, his, his um, 
majority member colleagues who like to follow him. Cause that's what they were. A lot of them were followers. Um, thought that I, you know, and a number of us weren't hip to what was going on. So even if the amendments had looked good on the surface, we knew that they weren't going to be uh, in the final bill. So we vote no. Yeah, we they weren't gonna use us. You check and the bill passed with the amendments. And Governor De Young, like they tell me to the same amendment them. You check, so I was telling my good friend Lewis Hill at the time, Lewis, falling for this, don't do it. You check, and he was one of my uh, colleagues that I serve well with. Uh, we served eight years together. So, you know, so yesterday when this emotional topic came up, and uh, all of a sudden the people, uh, folks on St. John, you know, who don't normally call, Right, they they found the number and they call in, which is cool, because it's 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 an NPR station. But this is why I'm glad I'm no longer a member of the legislature, and I'm not in the political life, because we couldn't get a call from them when we were looking out for them on the floor, and we don't even live on Saint John. Me, Ronnie Wang, and and positive on a first name basis. You check, but the instant there's a topic that comes up, that is you know emotionally driven and got a lot of electricity they know to call and blaze but they ain't calling to say thanks when you get out of your way to look for them and and, and like i had to tell um miss monsanto yesterday if it's one senator i mean if it's one radio radio talk show host who the look out for saint john is this one and not periodically on a weekly basis and that's why my good friend Eddie Bruce, who to reach out to me, he could vouch for me. Last week when um, Dwayne Henry and I were on and we were talking with um, Senator Marvin Blyden, the last thing I told the, the vice president of the 35th legislature, make sure you look out for seeing John. And he had me to know, don't worry about him. I got him. I always over there. Check. So that topic was well, interesting how that one came about yesterday. You know, and I, I liked it. Check. And then, of course, it became so emotionally charged. They used some language on the show. And I tell them this is an NPR station. I don't care what term the, the property owner may have used when he was having a discussion with the media. They don't allow you to come on this show and use that language just because it's a direct quote. And, and I was shocked, you know, when, the, when uh, because, you know, after the show done, and I, I had to tell Jamila Russell this back in the day when she was getting into to, um, hosting radio shows. You're going to get more important phone calls off the air than you do while you're on the air. A lot of people ain't really interested in letting the public know that they're communicating with you. The same thing happened yesterday. Okay? So because it's a direct quote, the person's allowed to say it? No, 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 no. Suppose the direct quote was replete with profanity. Because it's a direct quote, they're allowed to say it? No, sir. So that was, you know, I got a good joke on that. And I'm glad that I'm, I'm aging, you know. Because if I were younger, I might have, I might have react, you know, a little bit more confrontationally. But, you know, I would, I'm glad that, you know, the grays are there. Even though I, I got in the braid them and the hair stylist them the color it I'll be looking shiny black and saw something type of check. <laughs> but I'm serious. You know, 
and and and, and this is the, the 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 final thing I must say about this. <clears throat> I'm getting up there, and I would be remiss if I carte blanc reject job opportunities and economic opportunities for the people of the Virgin Islands just because I have this personal sentiment against something. I can't live like that. That's that's hypocritical. I've been very, very fortunate over the years to live good here in the Virgin Islands. And this notion that being against things to help our young people our middle class who supports the young people and the elderly. Our elderly places to go so that they could relax. Sometimes take a staycation, even on the same island, and then get out of the house and head over by a what could be a, a redeveloped entity. And this isn't limited to Canil Bay because a number of entities in the Virgin Islands were smashed by Irma Maria in 2017. It's like a it was like a, a, a natural disaster created, restart for us. And then the pandemic kind of proved to us, you know, you really got to invest in where you're at because the world could shut down instantaneously like it did. We became, you know, zombieville for the most part. I mean, you know, I ain't going to be hypocritical like that, man. So I'm looking forward to having more uh, detailed discussion on this. Uh, in the in the in the bush to talk a little bit, as well as tomorrow, um, with uh, now Commissioner, then Senator, Positive T A Nelson. Back then he was Terrence Positive Nelson. Now he's Positive T A. Uh, uh, about you know just a little reminiscent. Cause those are good days, you know. Could be in a deliberative body, and it was interesting how the crew and them were standing up for the St. Joni and them, right? And my good St. Tommy and friend them, you know, the barbarians at the gate, as the told me to use, you know, when they were, when they're looking for legislation to happen, they don't, they don't play around. They don't roll hard. You check and Some of us have to let them know, oh, we don't really follow. That's number one. And number two, we're going to roll back. And number good. So, <clears throat> that was good yesterday. That was a good discussion. And we're paying attention to detail and laying there. The listeners No. What going on? No, um should be hearing from Dwayne Henry shortly. He should be calling anytime now. And uh the the curve is flattening. Right? Got a, a solid reduction in actives uh here in the territory. When we were on yesterday that number was at um two sixty five Right? What that number is now? Yeah, I think that number is at one one eighty four. Yeah, I think that number is at one eighty four now. Yeah, one eighty four. There we go. One eighty four. And uh, a majority of them on St. Croix, hundred and forty six of the hundred and eighty four actives in the territory are on St. Croix. Thirty seven on St. Thomas, one on St. John. St. John holding down. You know, just bracing us, you know, telling, telling Rona to step off. We really want you over in Love City. 
and that's a good thing. Nationally, and, and by the way, yesterday's sample, we were under 10% as well. We had 410 negatives and 37 positives. 41 positives would have gotten us to 10%, but so we're at 37, so we're under 10%, which is good. This time I, yeah, like you're saying, St. Thomas, right? Nationally, 11%, whole and steady. Um, average deaths at 506. That's why we're seeing hospitalizations dropping by almost 1,000 a day. Yesterday was um, 883. Less hospitalizations at 4,122 compared to yesterday morning when we were at 4,205. So overnight, there was a reduction in hospitalizations. Uh, in ICU patients, I mean. In hospitalizations, um, we went from 33,106 to 32,309. So that's um, mm, 407. 607, I apologize. 607 less, right? And then over the weekend, which is a three-day, the three-day drop over the weekend was 1,437. So, you know, we've had 2,144 less hospitalizations uh, since um, Friday. So what's going on? Yesterday wasn't good on, on the Wall Street. I mean, on the, in the marketplace. I mean, uh, we're down. Uh, the Dow was down 260.99 points. Just over three quarters of a percent. <clears throat> Eight of the 30 blue chicks stopped side gains. What we're going to do is take a break. Um, and, and we're going to come back. We should have uh, Tony doing here. And we're going to talk about a number of different things. we got a lot of bucket list items to talk about locally. And actually, George Santos thing is one of them. That, that one is laughable, what's taking place. And the Republican Party on Long Island showing some metal. And that's interesting. We'll be back right after this. how you take your morning coffee. Knowing where to get news you can rely on is just as simple. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. You can also listen on demand via the WTJX app, available for download from the App Store in Google Play. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news designed for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 
What is the secret to happiness? That's a really good question. And how can we live a more meaningful existence? Here's the secret, I think, of life. I'm Anoush Zamarodi. Each week on NPR's TED Radio Hour, we go on a journey with TED speakers who help us answer some of life's biggest questions. Oh, wow. Yeah, let's get right to it. Join us. Saturdays at 4 p.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big cowboy hand on. He looked like like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here on uh, and I lays this and uh, we should be hearing from uh, um, Mr. Henry uh, anytime now. I think he's he's on the line. Good morning, Counselor. What's up, man? Morning, Counselor. How are you? Good morning, sir. I'm doing well. How are you? Good you're, morning to everyone. You're there in transit? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, you're good? Okay, good. Now, um, a couple of things. Um... <clears throat> I see the curve flattening out. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And I know that, you know, like I said, um, you were there in the infancy days, actually before you were born here in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> in conception days, right? Conception. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, like three years ago, around now, so uh, you were in, in brace, brace and recon mode. Um, for the inevitable, right? Um, yes. And and then uh, by March, it was a reality. Uh, yes. Looking back, a, a little bit, a little bit uh, um, reminiscing here. Looking back, uh, what what was that like? Um, knowing that it's coming, and this is the invisible force that 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 no yeah. one can see, but are, we're definitely going to feel. Well, from my point of view, it was. Um it was, um, that's the word I want to use. I don't want to say scary, but um, unnerving, kind of. Yeah. Now, I've been to combat, and it actually felt <coughs> a lot like that. Wow. It felt like when we were going, when we were preparing to leave to go to Desert Storm, and the Desert Shield and Desert Storm, it, it felt like that. You know that you're going to do this thing, but you're just waiting for it to happen. But, but when we knew that this was going to, um, let me tell you, Dr. Bauman and I used to have these heated uh, debates as to whether it was already a, a pandemic, and this was before who declared it a, um, a pandemic. And uh, but, but we were so much into it, and, but then at the same time, we were all like, what is it going to be like? You know, that like the Pretz lab, Dr. Ellis's lab had, was just coming on and stuff like that. We knew we were prepared. Um, to receive the vaccines. We were one of uh, initially like about five to ten labs in the United States that were actually prepared to, to receive the, the vaccine um, because Brett had just um, ordered a new um, lab and we, we 
the correct refrigeration and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, rem- I remember you telling me and, that and, and, had a special right, free, had and, a special and, freezer that I had at the order yeah, for the lab and all that yes. stuff, which which yes, which, which, which qualified us uh, to yes, be eligible yes. to receive the vaccine early on in December that year. Yes, because later on they um they they modified the vaccine where it could be stored at at, at warmer temperatures, mm-hmm. but originally it had to be in like an ins- Godly yeah, man, I, I remember, and that, and and that itself, that itself had triggered major speculation about the vaccine. You know, check yes, when, when people yes. hear that they had to be refrigerated at this hundred and eighty degrees, or whatever it was, uh, 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 minus hundred eighty degrees, or whatever it was. Minus, or, yeah, yeah, negative, yeah, yeah, yeah minus hundred eighty like degrees. Godly things. And, and, and then, the, the, and then in the beginning, it was the, the, let me tell you, you know, and for ladies and gentlemen, talking about Dr. Brett Ellis. Not Esther. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brett. This but is Brett. Brett. Yeah. But Brett, the logistics this guy had to go through in terms of delivering the vaccines precisely at the right moment to the um, the dispensement points, whether it's um, the um, your provider's office or at our clinics, everything had to be precise because the vaccine would spoil. So you you had to take it out the freezer. You know you had X amount of minutes to get it over there because it was only good for so many hours before it had to go back, back into the freezer. freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so the the logistics are running that all over the Virgin Islands was was quite a nightmare, and and, and you know, so I know that was hiring for Dr. Ellis. And and and, 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 and then, but let me ask this question. Let me ask the question. When, when we look back, the first um, documented. Uh, COVID was Friday the thirteenth. I never forget that March thirteenth, right? But when we look back, we 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 knew that it was here before that. It just wasn't documented. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, um, back in December, it had a horrible uh, cold going around. I flew. I, I flew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that may have been COVID. I yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I convinced that it was because it, it licked me down the, uh, the first week of January. You know, yeah, well, I was supposed to start my job December 26th. I didn't start until January 16th or something. Yeah, man, yeah. And, and that, that, that one, that, look, look I, I've had flus before. That one, ordinary flu. That was it, and and, uh, and then and then when 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 March came and they told us what the symptoms were, it was identi- mm-hmm. it was identical to what we experienced two months before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. yeah. yeah but, but but it's good and to like see. I said, you know, but, but from the team's point of view, and then you had the medical people like Dr. Hunter just came on, um, you know, like um, a week after I came on, and so that she was thrust into to, to that she had to, you know. Get the medical protocols and all them kind of stuff right yeah. in the beginning for yeah. treatment, you know, because people are coming into the hospital and 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 um, you know we have to get these treatments right and then and you know how and the, you know the teams at both Wang Lui and and, um, and Schneider, I in my opinion did an excellent job because it um, the deaths early on were not a lot, you know, there were deaths but. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought we really did a good job at containing that. This saved a lot of people's lives. No, no we 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 were we did a very good job. As a matter of fact, um, it wasn't until we had that uh, August outbreak over in St. Thomas and St. John when they were starting to panic yeah. and, and they had the ma- the yeah. model the models had us suffering a lot of deaths between then and the end of the year. And it turns out that 
yeah. um, they, they, they forget that half of we live at one island and, and, and we that yeah. half of we that 40 miles away. So we'll go now. The reason why we're very scary, yeah, 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 yeah. They were but, talking about over a thousand, deaths. yeah, yeah, five well, at least 500 between then. When when this uh, Wingrove, Wingrove Linton sent me an article. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, around Labor Day, and he said they're projecting. Remember, they, they were using this model that was created at the University of Washington, right? Right. And because um, up there they, they do a lot of uh, you know models and molecular study and all that stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they they had us when they looked at at our population and the rate we were dealing with. Remember, a lot of our elderly population had gotten impacted at the um uh, yes, Lucena, was, the, the, the milling at, at the at the milling home, right? And, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and but um, fortunately, it, it never approached that number, not even to this day, which, which is good, right? And the reason why we're talking about this is because uh, today, well, after last night's data drop, um, our <clears throat> our actives are already one hundred and five less than they were um, when I was on on Friday, from two eighty nine to one eighty four. That's a good sign. We're heading in the right direction. And it's it's, it's like clockwork every January, man. January, February, it's it's like it's like we're expecting this now because of the congregating dynamic. Uh, come Christmas and New yeah. Year's, yeah. Exactly, because you know normally this is like flu season anyway. Mm-hmm. So this is respiratory disease season, and and COVID is a respiratory disease. And so you know, in the, even though we don't have cold winter here, uh, a lot of people will come to visit us. Well, uh, well, I, well, I know last night, but well, la, last night was winter because the fan ain't been on last night. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I looked at the forecast last night. It's not getting higher than 81 for the rest of the weekend. We, we had on the National Weather Service. Doc School just just texted me to ask me if I had on the weatherman this morning. I said, no, we had it on yesterday. And he told us that it was going to remain this way till Thursday. Yes. Nice well, and breezy, man. over 80. No. Consider. That the, the mean temperature of the Virgin Islands is 82. Yeah. So we actually, for the for this week, we are below our mean. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I, li- I, I like it like that. At, at night, it's nice now, man. Nice and breezy and easy to easy to fast sleep and get some get some shot eye. Um, so so we knock off them two things, right? That we, we done like done COVID and, and weather uh, in one oh. swoop, right? Let we uh, oh. <clears throat> let we yesterday we had a good discussion here. Uh, on the table, talk about Saint John and and the, the, the Canil Bay, the, um, you know, phenomena, right? And right. and how they were impacted by Irma, impacted by Irma, and the potential region. Right. You know, it, I, <laughs> it was interesting how you know um, because our our thing really isn't about a lot of callers on this show. Even though we appreciate the callers and we like the callers, like to hear what they got to say. Right. Uh, we got some callers yesterday and all that stuff. So I was hard. I was looking back at at what transpired um, back in 2008, 15 years ago. Remember, we had that property tax thing, right? Yes. And, and, and I, I was. You figured everything that I was involved in, eh? <laughs> you, know, you know, and I was like, you know, it's interesting. I'm um, just looking back at at how St. John's situation is so unique. Because a majority of the island is park service, right? Yeah. And and because of that, where where you have a limited amount of residential and commercial potential, that impacts dollars, right? That's why things are so expensive. What have you? And and one of the things that I want to talk on, because you know you're a lawyer and all that stuff, 
uh, we we the government of Virgin Islands we collect property taxes, and you know and 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 unfortunately we don't have municipal laws here in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. One 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 little dick all over, right? What a play. Um, uh, uh, in St. Thomas, good for St. Croix and St. John and vice versa. Right, there's no local taxation. You, you know, all that stuff. Everything right. for the same. And, you know, we spoke about fixing this matter then. And we spoke about fixing it when I actually got back in legislature after my two-year sabbatical in 2015. Where all you had to do, if, if you really want to be fair, right, is... You pass a tax law. That's that's territorial white, right? Territory white, and you apply a reduction percentage based on the available land for commercial and residential use. In other words, right? If whatever formula you have, the uh, what uh, that you're applying territory wide. Whatever the the valuation is mm-hmm. for Saint John, you reduce it by forty six percent. If in, simply because the Park Service takes up fifty four percent of, or you reduce it by fifty four percent, right? Because the Park Service takes up that amount of property on Saint John, right? That 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 that, 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 that was my thinking. Now we got all these fancy terms, circuit breakers, and all that stuff. Like like we actually doing engineering here with property tax, which we're not, right? Mm-hmm. But 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 to me, it's unfair where on St. Thomas and St. John, on St. Croix, you have less than 1% of the island is park service. Mm-hmm. St. John, you got over 50% is park service. You can't have mm-hmm. the same application. You need to do something unique. You don't think, you, you, uh, what, what's your take on that? I would think you have to do something unique to allow mm-hmm. for St. Johnians to, to actually not necessarily be competitive, but to be fair to them. That's basic fairness. You know, if there's going to be one tax for the Virgin Islands, and for, but nobody wants to hear this, but that unfortunately it, it has to be applied across the board. With, with you know, of course, with, with you know these what they call ad valorem taxes. Um, that's a, that's has la- to be that's Latin terminology again, Councillor. There you go. <laughs> has to be property taxes one. It has to be, um, it's not a progressive tax like income tax where you could say, okay, you only pay, everybody has to pay the same rate. Now, you just said something that would solve it. If the taxation was local, like if we had municipal government, mm-hmm. St. John could set its own tax rate. That's right. That's right. No, you know? I remember back, um, in, I remember back, I in, back, remember back in the day, we used to have a municipal council. Yes, yes, yes. What I'm afraid of, and you know it's going to happen, if we were to do something like what you suggest, which, full disclosure, the St. Johnians deserve some relief. Even though I know some people got rich off of selling their land and stuff, mm-hmm. the others who held on to their land, mm-hmm. that they deserve some relief. They deserve some relief. It's just insane, the prices over there. But it is what it is. And, and, then, and then what happens was you had the political spin where um, proponents of the... The, the 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 revised formula in 2008 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. were blaming the valuation remember remember yes. remember remember the combination of things right it's a formula yes, yes, and yes, and then yes. the valuation of property and then the, methodolo- yeah, the, the methodology, the methodology. Yes. you check and then yes. you were getting the reverse from the other way around 
right? Yes. And 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 that's why to me the percentage reduction formula based on commercial and residential property was the best way to go because you had instances where people property taxes were tripling yes and quadrupling Absolutely. i got family over there that were balling me <laughs> and ultimately but, but here's an idea yeah go ahead how about if we did something like and this is novel i don't know if it would work but you you create you know like how we have zones r1 r2 r3 Make the one toward at St. John, P1. The, or the P2, uh, P3. Or actually, it's like a 40%, not a one-third, like a 40, 45%. That's, no, what, that, that's what you're talking about, right? Two-thirds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, well actually, we, we thought it was two-thirds, but the, 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 well, the number... It's actually been growing, yes. Yeah, yeah. They think yeah. the past service keeps acquiring property. Okay, like, okay. That's what it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, so origi- originally, originally it was 50, 54, 56%. Now you're saying right. it's approaching two-thirds. And it's, it keeps growing, yeah. Oh, okay, they okay. Keep, yeah, people keep giving them property. Mm-hmm. So you create a land category, call it P1, P2. Then you could tax that differently. But we already have a P. Uh, uh, we already have a part P. Part one, part two, no, then this R1, R2, and commercial over there, just like here. Okay, 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 okay. I say create a category for Sinjan land only. Uh, uh, what, 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 would, what would the term be? P1, is it? That's why I say like Park One, you know. P. But 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 we are, we 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 already have a P designation, so we have to okay, be. Well, a, then we can use something. We, else, we have to use a know? different letter, yeah, because it, one, yeah. You know. No, that's a, a no, that's a good but, idea. But, but yeah, but but it would apply to properties around national parks. So yeah, right? man. Wow. So it literally, so if you live Salt River. You might be able to yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. We'll take a break. We'll take a break and I know let, let, let that one rack my brain a little bit. I like I like I like that concept that we got uh Tony Dwayne Henry joining us um, with his creative mind this morning. I like that. When we come back, we're gonna talk about um George Santos got some issues and the, the pending debt limit meeting with um President Biden and uh, Kevin McCarthy tomorrow. It's gonna be interesting. We'll be back right after this. want to know what's going on but only some of us want to know the why that's where we come in 1a is a place for the curious daily conversations for those looking to make sense of our world i'm jen white i hope you'll join me next time for 1a catch 1a at his new time weekdays from 11 a.m to 1 p.m on wtjx fm 93.1 I'm Deepa Fernandez from Public Radio's Midday News magazine, Here and Now. We'll bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up, plus conversations with authors and artists, stories that affect you, maybe a story about you. So please join us for Public Radio's Midday News magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Banking for your business. 
at Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party! Or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. We're back here on Analysis, and we're talking about the uniqueness uh, of the St. John situation in particular as it relates to property tax, and we got my good friend, uh, Dwayne Henry, uh, jo- jo- joining me for a little Tuesday. Bushti, good morning, Councillor. How are you? Good morning. I'm here. Good. So, uh, so I pull up this 2014 article um, on the source where it says, St. John property tax woes get senators' attention, and they had a joint meeting of legislature committees, finance, culture, historic preservation, and youth and recreation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're going we to quote one of the table tax members, um, quote, taxpayers from St. John are seeking help, and that help can come legislatively. Senator Donald Cole told the overflow crowd at the St. John legislature building. And and then a number of people testified to include Delia Thomas, you know Delia Thomas from the yeah um, the inspect, uh, inspector general, right? She worked inspector general, right? And, right, uh, the new AG, yeah, yeah the new AG, the, the IG, IG, I mean, IG, yeah. Sorry. And then um, back then, Senator Barshinger said the government paid Bearing Point about eight million dollars to do the mass oh. appraisal, and Bearing Point went bankrupt and was bought by. Deloitte and Touche, the company that government hired to do the latest ma- massaging of the property valuations. And according to Barshinger, uh-huh. they blew it again. So we had a number of um, testifiers. And, and listen, to these, listen to these changes, right? People testify. This will, this will, this will just drive you crazy. Um, John Costanzo said his property taxes went from $852 to $8,851, a thousand percent increase. Not hundred, not doubling and quadrupling, a thousand percent increase. Violet, Violet Sua Mahabir said her wooden house that's 17 feet by 32 feet in size is valued at 428500 Albert Willis owns the, the, the Boulan Center the shopping building that is that is home to Dolphin Market and a few other businesses. He said it sits on less than a half an acre of land. He said the property was assessed at $4.5 million, far more than he thought it was worth. After a lot of search, he finally realized that the tax assessor's office listed the property size at 19.4 acres. Well, 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 well. These are the kind of mistakes we're dealing with. Is right. that? 
And that's why you need, you know, you need to to pay on, to stay on top of details, um, you know, so that so that uh, the, the the folks, you know, are not bamboozled, counselor. That's true. I agree. You know, we got Carla on the line. Good morning, Carla. How are you? Good morning, Senator James. I am well, and how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I am calling from St. John, Virgin Islands. Um, with reference to the Whistling Key, um, the, the land swap that they are planning to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just calling to voice my opinion as an individual and as a longtime resident of St. John to say that, you know, I don't want the swap. I just wanted to share a little bit about Whistling Key. Whistling Key is one of the few remaining properties that the Virgin Islands government owns on St. John. And um, we have no nowhere to fish. We have so much National Park monument around here that there's hardly any place that you can go to fish. Um, once if Whistling Key is, 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 is given to the federal government, then automatically there are monuments around it. We can't fish. We can't hunt lobster. You know, we can't do things that culturally we before time were able to do. Um, I also feel that a lot of times properties that are given to the National Park, um, uh, sometimes they're not preserved. I'd like to see, you know, that key, that custom house, you know, not just be there like that, but to become, you know, something more useful, you know, visited, um, 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 a monument on there that, you know, says the history of what's going on, you know, there. Because a lot of times the greater Virgin Islands and our children don't know, you know, that it was a place that produced coal and coal was traded uh, down to the West Indian Company, back to St. John, to Tortola. You know, what's not before in the Danish times, then it became where um, it was prior to in the Danish times, that thing that preceded the cold bearing days, um, a customs house, you know, for us. But, but, but let me ask. Let me ask this question. You, you said that the, the government intends to do what? With, 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 what's the name? Whistling Key. Whistling Key. There's um, wherein the governor intends to swap it. Whistling Key consists of seventeen point nine seven acres. Mm-hmm. St. John has been in dire need of a K to twelve, um, even more so now since the hurricane for over probably 70 years, at least I've spoken with someone that was 99 years old that, you know, expressed their concern then too. Nevertheless... Um, so so, so, what, so, what, so what, what, what's the intent for this just under 18 acres of land? Okay. The intent of swapping for to get 11 acres in number six, Catherineburg, which is currently um, deeded to the U.S. government, um, when the National Park Service presides over the property. So this is, now, a, this is a Virgin Islands government, U.S. government land swap? Yeah, yeah, um, very much so. As a matter of fact, by the 20th, 21st of next month, um, they intend to have it finalized. And so we are against that. We feel that there are other remedies that we are exhausting right now. Um, to be able to get property without a swap. To be honest, the National Park has consumed so much land of local land that belongs to um, the, Twingle, whatever you want to call it, land grab, whatever you want to call it. 
land that are belong to our ancestors. And now we need land for a school. To me, this is like an eminent domain kind of thing. We need land for a K to 12. That land should be given to us. Basically, it's our land, you know, because when you put it for park, it's just see and don't touch. What is that? We are trying to educate our children. When evening time comes, it's hard for a senior student to be in St. Thomas, participating in a sport. They get home late. And if they have to travel to the other island of the island, they get home even more late. It's, it takes a half a day for a parent in St. John to visit a school in St. Thomas and then to get back. You know, so this would bring some convenience, you know, not only to the student, to the community. We need our own school and we don't need, we don't want a swap. We don't want to give our land to get our land. And on top of that, you're giving 17.97 acres mm -hmm. and you're getting 11. No, I no, I on, on on the surface, I I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't I don't think we should be in a in a situation. Or if if there's any swap that should be taking place in the Virgin Islands, it should be intra department, but the the, the the not not intra not, not inter government with U.S. and VI government at this point. Um, so I I I agree with you one hundred percent. And then when you're doing a swap, it got to be equal acreage. The councillor um, swapping two thirds. Uh, of the size of a property, of what you're what you're what you're giving back at 18 acres for 12 acres or just under 12, just for the purposes of discussion, is some, something wrong with that, there, man? Uh, yes, uh, no. <clears throat> the question is, what is the value of both properties? I could swap um, an acre for a hundred acres if they value the same thing. I agree with that part. Yeah, that, yeah that, but, that, so I don't. That, uh, that, know, that's I, a dollar figure, but, but 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 just on its face, though. Given, given, explanation needs to be made. Yeah, but not only that, but given the limited amount of, you know, that's one of the discussion. The one, one of the tenets of our discussion is that you, 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 you got a limited amount of, of land on Saint John because 54, 50, whatever the percentage be, fifty-five to sixty-five percent of it is already park service. How much more gonna be park service if we keep, if we keep swapping, if we keep swapping? From an acreage perspective, as opposed to value of property perspective, at the end of the day, you're going to lose out. It isn't just about yes. dollars. It's not about dollars. About yes, size, yes. size, size, size matters too. <laughs> well, well, remember, yes, it does. <laughs> but, what I'm saying, but remember, I just say they have been adding and adding and adding, yeah. and it comes up to how much land do they need for this park? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, 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 I mean, I don't, that's the part. I, I, I don't at get some it. point. At the some point, adding and adding no, and adding no, and adding. At some point, they go be a quota with park service um, property and Saint John. Jeez, Sam oh, Bradman. Yes. Wow. That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't... Um... Yeah, yeah. But let me do some more, Connor. Let me do some research on this because you mentioned a, a, a date of the 20th or 21st, whatever it is, and I would prefer um, to, to do my research. Yeah, let me do my research um, and broach this topic again um, sometime in between then and now because uh, I, I didn't know of this and uh, you know me, I like when I find out, I like to read and, and be as knowledgeable as I can be on this, okay? I appreciate that uh, uh, enlightenment this morning. And um, and I and I am in, uh, on on the surface, I am in full concurrence with your position. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. You got it. You got it. That's uh, a caller from Saint John. See, I didn't know about this. Yeah. You check now. I know this though. They definitely need a school in Saint John, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I agree with that part Absolutely. because I have spent nights on Saint John. 
and I, matter of fact, I had, I had, a, we had a session in Saint John. I'm in Saint Thomas. I spent the night in Saint John, so I had to catch a six o'clock boat. Because you go, you go, go down and get your your, your suit ready, and you get rules to be on the floor and all that stuff, right? Um, right. This thing about children catching boat, catching the six o'clock boat, right? And for, uh, and and we had um, children who were going to St. Peter's and Paul in St. Thomas, oh. the Catholic school, right? So, mm-hmm. so now they hop on the, they, they're on the boat at six o'clock. That means they're getting up at five. Right. That's, that's, that's madness, man. Wow. That one, that was painful to watch. You know what I'm saying? I know we're young and vibrant and full of energy, but, you know, that, like I said, um, uh, look like we're going to get to touch on the Republican issue until the next time later this week. But mm-hmm. because this topic is, is real, but there are unique, unique characteristics in St. John, right, that require creativity at the leadership yeah. level. And that's, I think that's, the, that's, the, that, that's what we're arriving at. That's, what, that, that's the crystallizing of our discussion. You, St. John is too unique for us to want to have a one-size-fits-all mentality where governance is concerned, Councillor. That's correct. Um, the, you know, the, the, like that, and that's why I was saying about the, the other, um, the, about the, you know, the, the zoning. We gotta, we gotta, you know, yeah, think outside the box. Yeah, no, no, no. That was a, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I'm glad I have you on, man. Because oh. I mean, this is the type of thing that we're talking about. We like that. Good morning, Carla. How uh, you on the air? Yes. Uh, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, how you doing today, Mr. I'm fine. Uh, enjoying a nice morning here in the state of Florida. Seems to be a little overcast today, but at least the weather is nice. It's in the high to low, high 60s to low 70s. Mm-hmm. But um, my call today was uh, a con- my concern that I don't seems to think that the government is taking this matter very serious. And it is about the findings about the hazardous material that is currently on the Port Hamilton property, which was formerly Lime Tree Hovenza, where in the finding, they're saying that some of these materials, the containment that they're contained in is in a deplorable condition where some of them is to the point where there could even be a catastrophic release of some of these hazardous materials, which are not only carcinogen, but fatal in nature. So uh, the governor a month ago went to D.C. and he, and part of his itinerary was to have the refinery open, but I still am not hearing the urgency which the first thing they need to do is bring in a hazmat team, secure those hazardous materials, and once secured, remove them entirely out of the territory. Uh, I mean, what, 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 where, where, where was this report? This was an EPA report that came out in October of last year. I think the, they did the, the investigation, I think it was in September of 22. And they were talking about the condition that um, some of these materials are in. Uh, the pipelines are corroded. Uh, some of the gaskets are rusted. The bolts rusted. Uh, and 
if if they're saying that there could be a catastrophic release, I mean something to the effect of I don't know if you recall Union Carbine in the I think it was in eighty three, eighty four in Bhopal, India, where they had a catastrophic release and there was numerous fatalities. I mean from what the report is saying, they're talking about a hundred miles radius where St. Croix would be ground zero. So uh, I think that this uh, needs to be, I mean, number one on your agenda because the, the 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 safety of the community should be number one. Hold on, hold on a second. We got, we're going for a break now. Um, uh, when we come back, we wrap up this particular discussion. Um, you're listening to Analyze This here on 93.1 FM WTJX. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, I will be back right after this. on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. If it's happening around the world... NPR's Frank Langfitt is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home... On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho... On the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green. Morning edition from NPR News will take you there, wherever the story is. Listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga... At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. 